counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new With us now, a uh, very, very special guest, Green Bay Packers wide receiver, DeAndre Tompkins. DeAndre, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Yeah, man. Like I said, I appreciate everything. I'm really excited about the interview. Excited to meet you guys. Um, so let's have a good time. Yeah, listen, we're really pumped to have you on. I know we're just a couple of weeks from camp now, so, we're, you know, yeah. uh, Listen, we, we always ask our special guests the same question up front. Uh, just tell us, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? Man, it, it's different. Um, just to be a part of, you know, something so historic. Um, you know, walking through the halls and seeing all of the uh, the trophies and the jerseys of guys that you've always heard of when you were little, um, you know, and just – the stories that things that have happened in that area, in that, um, in that stadium, um, and things like that, just to be in the same areas, those people, man, it's just, it puts you in a different type of atmosphere mentally. Um, and already, you know, kind of puts that pressure, that good pressure on you to, you know, have that, have that G on the side of your helmet and perform at a really high, high level. And DeAndre, for those that aren't as familiar with your path to Green Bay, can you tell us a little bit about how that went down? I mean, you know, we you were uh, spent some time with the Eagles, the Falcons, uh, XFL, or um, I'm sorry, not the Falcons, the Steelers. I apologize. Yeah. Um, and then in the XFL. So, um, how did that all go down? Were you kind of looking around for some other opportunities, or what led you specifically to Green Bay? Yeah, man, I was, uh, you know, during my draft process, I took an official visit to Green Bay, um, so I knew there were interests there. Um, I knew about the the staff and, and some of the players, obviously. Um, so it was just, you know, always some interest there that I felt, me personally. Um, and then, you know, as coming out of the COVID and, you know, being a free agent, you know, always staying ready for any opportunity that, that approaches. Um, you know, my agent just called me, man, and said, you know, Green Bay has been interested in, in, in calling about you. So he said, you know, Hopefully, you know, we'll get a call about bringing you in. And sure enough, next couple of hours, you know, I'm on a plane and, and flying out there, man. Awesome. We're, we're so happy to have you. And, you know, you talk about, um, you know, the what it's like in Green Bay in your opening answer. Um, but you're no stranger to playing for a team with a, a ton of uh, history behind it uh, went to Penn State, right? I mean, so do you think that that helps you at, at all in your transition now to the NFL, playing for a, a college organization and program that uh, comes with such high regard? Uh, a little bit. Um, I feel like uh, while we were at Penn State, um, you know, our head coach, James Franklin, did a good job of bringing in some legends, some guys who've forged the way um, for not just Penn State, but for current athletes to this day, um, people like Franco Harris and, and things like that. So, um, you know, we were kind of fortunate enough to have that uh, that connection with our uh, alumni. So being here is kind of like that same pressure, but it's a little bit more 
just because like, you know, this is the highest of the highest stages. Um, and these things are like etched in memories and, you know, they have a, a hall of fame with these guys' shrines and stuff like that. So it's a little bit different. Um, but it does give you kind of like that, that Russian, that experience of knowing like these guys been here. Yandere, let's move on to the field. You had an opportunity now to participate in the full off-season program. How did everything go for you, and how are you feeling heading into camp in the next couple of weeks? Man, yeah, that that first uh, couple of days was a was a really big experience for me, um, just to get familiar with how things roll. Um, you know, my coach, uh, the wide receiver coach, uh, Coach Verbal, being able to communicate with him, see what his coaching style was like. Um, and just connecting with the guys in the room mostly, um, you know, it's a really big, uh, the NFL is really big on connections and, and knowing the guy left and right of you. Um, so just being able to go out and work with these guys, see what they got, see what I can come to the table with, um, and just build that trust, um, was really good to get out there and, and feel some of that and grow some of that little by little before going into camp. Um, and man, just, uh, going into camp is going to be just trying to build on those connections that we've had, um, you know, in mini camp, uh, with some guys not being there and, um, you know, having kind of limited reps is kind of hard, but, you know, at least there's some foundation there as we go. And, and, you know, speaking about the reps too, um, you know, some of the guys it was noted, um, weren't there for some of the, the start of the mini camp. Uh, did that give you more of an opportunity to get more reps, uh, you know, in front of the coaching staff? And, and how, how did you use that to your advantage? Oh, yeah, for sure. Anytime, you know, there's, there's any opportunity to get, uh, you know, more film, uh, more eyes on you. Uh, that's always best, especially in this, in this league and this organization. Um, so I, I just tried to go in, man, and really the biggest thing is just eliminate mistakes. Um, you know, MAs, missed errors, not reading things right. So really just to, to go out and prove to the coaches like, you know, Hey, I made a mistake, but I won't make it again. Um, and then continuously striving to get better every rep. Um, and just being able to show that presence. Um, that was the biggest thing, taking advantage of those reps. And, 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 and sorry, Wags, I've got a kind of a follow up there. When, when you're talking about that, it's really interesting to me in the NFL level. Um, you know, is it about missing or, or trying to minimize errors? Is the first error, uh, permissible in camp and then don't make that error again? Like what, what's that, what's that like at the NFL level? Um, Devontae Adams actually told me the first day. I met him. Uh, the first thing he told me was, you have one grace, one grace period. Once you get told once, don't mess it up again. So that, that's, that's kind of like, you know, the window in being in a league for a while. That's kind of like the, the norm. Uh, when you go and you go to a team and you're trying to learn a playbook and you're trying to perfect certain things, it is kind of like that, that unspoken rule of, Okay, we understand you don't know it, but when we tell you about it, don't mess it up again. You know what I mean? So it it is it's one of those things where um you really understand what being a professional is. Um and that's being able to go in and when you make a mistake, dive into why what happened and not just kind of push it to the side and kind of move on cuz once it comes up again, you really don't have no excuse once the coach has already explained to you why. 
Yeah, and DeAndre, just looking around the wide receiver room, obviously there's a lot of talent. It's going to be like that in any wide receiver room across the NFL. But just some of the guys that have had maybe similar paths to, you know, not exactly the same, but similar to what the path you're trying to take to stick on an NFL roster, do you feel like that really means something extra and knowing that if you go out there and perform to the best of your abilities, you've got a real opportunity uh, not only to make the 53, but uh, potentially make an impact out there on Sundays. Yeah. So my, my biggest thing, and this is something that I've, I've always had to challenge myself once I've gotten to this level is no matter if there's really an opportunity or not, I always tell myself there's an opportunity um, and there's always a way, um, you know, you never know how or what's going to happen. Um, but always believing that there is a way always pushes you to continue to try hard, your hardest every time you're out there. And then just having that that room of guys that kind of have that same mentality, knowing like we all have an opportunity to make it. It kind of just it all sets you guys up to only push each other further because um, we all know, you know, we all trying to reach the same goal. It's not a secret. You know, nobody's hiding any cards. Uh, so when we're out there, you know, we just have fun, man. Like at the end of the day, it's all about having fun and, and taking advantage of your reps. Um, so we're just out there trying to compete and make, make the, make the same goals. And certainly you're going to do everything you can as a wide receiver, first and foremost, but you've been, you know, a really successful return man, uh, in your career as well. Um, are the coaches giving you some opportunities to go back there? And it seems like, well, a pretty open competition for the return job. So just curious if you're getting some, some reps back there, or you're going to get an opportunity to try to show them what you can do back there as well. Yeah, for sure, man. That's my goal. My, my thing is, uh, you know, I don't know how you're going to use me, but as long as I'm being used, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Um, but you know, with mini camp, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you can and can't do as far as like full speed and, and having a full team out there and things like that. But, you know, I definitely was out there catching punts. You know, that's where I feel comfortable. Been doing it since I've gotten to college. Um, and then kick return as well. I've been doing that as well. So that's kind of like, you know, a, another home for me. Um, whether I have an opportunity there or not, I'm still going to go back there and catch them. Um, just because I've built that habit. And that's kind of something that, you know, is my thing, man. Whether I, whether I can or not is Dre's going to be back there catching punts in practice. What's your take uh, on the city of Green Bay so far? I'm not sure how much chance you've had to actually get out in Green Bay, but, uh, you know. Um, yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, tell, us, uh, tell us your thoughts so far. Have you been able to see many of the fans? I, I know that uh, camp wasn't really open to the fans quite yet. Yeah, man. It, it, even though it wasn't open, there was a lot of people out there by the gates, um, you know, taking pictures and, uh, I met this really nice lady. Um, she actually gave me some of the pictures she's taken and said, I'm going to, she said, I'm going to give you more once we open up camp, just be ready. So, um, man, the environment is very unique. That's what I'd say. Um, there's not a lot of places that are like that where, um, you know, you're not by any metropolitan city. You're not by any big population. Um, it's the odd thing is literally the stadium. Like that's the odd thing out. You're like, why is this built in the middle of this place? Um, and it's really just like a real town, towny feel. Um, you know, you can really go anywhere, Walmart, CVS, and, you know, 
people are just cool. Like they don't really, you know, hey, I've seen you before on TV, but they're like, cool. Um, where when you go a lot of other places, you know, you kind of got to watch where you go and things like that. So it's just good to be able to connect um, with people just genuinely um, when you're just out doing normal stuff. Like it's crazy. You can just go down the street and walk down the street and like, it's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really much to do there, um, which is a good and bad thing. Obviously, good thing is, you know, you rarely going to get in trouble. Um, bad thing is you're not going to be bored pretty quick. Um, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things you really got to get used to and you can't really describe it. Um, you know, it's a homey feel, but it's like, it can get boring pretty quick, but there's always stuff to do. Were you, were you surprised, um, going from Lambo field to the practice fields that you need to have a crossing guard stopping traffic on the one road? Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised about, like, we had to actually drive there. Like, I remember I was, like, uh in a med med room um getting some treatment, and one of the guys was like, hey, man, did you find, like, a ride to practice? And I'm like, ride to practice? Like, it's not connected to the stadium? Like, what? he was like, no, we go across the street. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's different. <laughs> um But, yeah, man, it, it was it was kind of interesting to see that. Like, it, it was – is very different. So DeAndre, I was going to ask you then, outside of the pandemic, and obviously, you know, Green Bay is not the the most happening city. We'll we'll be the first to admit that. What are some of the things you're into off the field? Tell us a little bit more about about who you are and what uh, what what some of your hobbies are and what, what you kind of like to do when you're away from football. Uh, that's a good question. Um, man, I'm really. I'm really just with whatever, honestly, like kind of spontaneous. I don't really, you know, do too much of one thing. Um, I really just like to travel. Uh, you know, I like to try new things, like to challenge myself. Um, man, uh, did you have, uh, any particular place you were able to travel to in this off season or has it still been a little bit locked down yet for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went to, uh, you know, I go back home to Florida for a little bit. Uh, I'll get to see my father in Georgia. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have my quarterback from, uh, from the XFL, um, uh, dang, um, uh, Cardell Jones. Me and him are going to link up in, uh, Columbus this offseason. So, um, you know, just a little bit of here and there. Nothing crazy, you know, nothing fancy or nothing, but. Just being able to step out my comfort zone and see, you know, different areas of the world, um, different type of people um, in different positions in life. Um, that's kind of like my big thing is I want to be able to, to experience, uh, you know, different aspects of life, not just my own. You you grew up in Florida, correct? Uh, what, how, uh, how, how was that? You know, where, what were kind of your upbringing look like? Yeah, so uh, I was born in Pensacola, Florida. Um, my father was in the military. My mother works for the military. So, um, around about seven, eight, I would say, um, we started moving a lot, um, moved to Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina. So we were all over the place. Um, and yeah, that, that's really kind of like the story of my upbringing, man. Just every two years, always packing, finding out where we're going to go next. Um, new, always the new, 
always was the new guy in school. Um, always had to prove myself to every coach everywhere I went. Um, so it was kind of like the story of my life was always being that new kid trying to prove himself on the block every time. You think that makes you who you are now? Coming to Green Bay, um, you know, now it's time to uh, kind of once again uh, show the type of player you are, the type of person you are in the new community. Uh, I think that does play a little role in uh, in just the, the lifespan of a free agent. Um, you know, you, you're kind of always in that prove mentality. Um, you know, even when, you know, you kind of get to where you want to be at in life, you still like have to have that mentality. Um, just as an NFL player, um, you can never get too comfortable with your spot. Um, and I'm sure every guy you interviewed probably said that before. So just kind of having that continuous desire to kind of always understand every year you're always that new guy. Like, even if you, you know, was the number one ranked 99 Madden player, like, all of that's cool. But next year is, hey, you're the new kid on the block. What you got? So. So in some of your previous stops, um, you know, is there any one thing you've learned in your time um, in the NFL and the XFL, you know, just post post uh, college career that you think could make the difference as you move forward with the Packers here and um, that you're going to try to, you know, really use as to make the most of your moment here? Um. Yeah, I, I would I would say the biggest thing I've learned while being in the NFL um, is just having resilience um, and not being too hard headed. That that's another thing too. Like you're gonna make mistakes. Um, you know, you're not gonna be perfect. Um, you know, every situation is not gonna go the way you want it to, no matter how much you want it to. But at the end of the day, just you know, when you do make a mistake, just keep going. Like, don't let it get to you. Don't let it bother you. Like, literally just, you made a mistake. It's whatever. Keep going. Like, have fun. Um, that, that's kind of like the biggest thing I've learned. Um, just because, you know, with my background and, you know, being a military kid, you know, it was always, it was either a hundred or zero and it was like no gray area. So like, understanding that there is that gray area but you can operate within it was really tough for me for a while um just because if if it didn't go perfect in my head I was like yeah that was terrible Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to understand hey like you know these dudes get paid millions of dollars to do their job too so it's like it's not gonna always go your way um so yeah that that's one thing that you know if any anybody who asks me um you know whether it's kids parents or anything like that when they ask me like What's the thing that you learned about the league? That's, that's 10. That's, that's usually what I go, what I go to. Um, is just telling them, man, is everything's too short to kind of harp on it at that moment. Um, just learn from it. It happened. Don't let it happen again and just keep rolling. And kind of be going off of that. We want to be mindful of your time. Um, but, um, is the game as fast at the NFL level as everybody says it is? Uh, is it really that remarkably fast compared to even college football? And not only the physical aspect, but the mental aspect too. So that that's like the biggest thing people hear is like the game is fast, the game is fast. Me personally, I don't think it's the speed of the game. Yeah, it does get a little faster. 
Um, but I think it gets faster because people are a lot more smarter. Mm-hmm. They, they really truly understand the game of football and how it works. And not only that, they're understanding how to be more efficient in the things that they do. Um, so I think when they say the game is faster, like when I, when I talk to my friends and things like that, and they're kind of like, cause some of them play wide receiver too. And they're like, man, wh- how do I get better? And I'm like, stop working on your 40. Like it, it has nothing to do with that. It's literally like efficiency. That's all it is. If you always take four steps and I always take three, I always win. It's no matter what happens, I will always win. You can be bigger, faster, stronger than me, but if I take less steps and less and not spend so much effort doing it, I will always be more efficient than you and I'll always last longer than you. But if you are so grounded on trying to do all of this stuff all, all the time, that's not the way the league works. Like it doesn't work that way. It's all about being at the right moment, being at the right place at the right time, at the right moment, every time, not sometimes, every time. So, that I think the efficiency of the game makes the game a lot faster because it eliminates a lot of mistakes. So guys aren't taking five steps. Now they're taking four. You know, it it takes college, you know, a quarterback will go through three reads. Here Aaron Rodgers goes through all four of them before the ball is snapped. So it's like, <laughs> bro, you have to know that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So also I think the mental taxation, every play is something that's underrated as well. Like every play, like if I tried to, I tried to explain to my parents how much goes into just one play and they're like, you do that every play. And I'm like, yes, there's an average of 60 plays that I have to do this whole checklist in my mind every time I break the huddle. And it, it really opens your eyes up to like, Okay, these guys aren't just going out there running fast, hitting stuff. Like, they're they have to actually be smart and like understand what they're doing. <laughs> Without giving away any secrets, um, you know, you say you're looking at a lot of stuff. Are, are you talking about where the defensive backs position, where the linebackers are? Is that kind of what you're, you're looking at the coverage of the safety, or well, you know, what what's that kind of look like broadly speaking? Yeah, it it is it. A lot of it depends. Um, even before the checklist, like your understanding down in distance, time of the game, what quarter it is, um, what the points are, are, are we down, are we up, um, who's in the game, like what type of receivers, what the package is. Um, and then, you know, obviously in games you have a, 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 a game plan. So you're going through the game plan, understanding, okay, we talked about you know, in this area of the field, we want to do this and things like that. So even before the play even gets called, you're already going through a checklist in your mind already. And then when you get out of the huddle, you know, that's just more, you know, surroundings. So safeties, coverage, shot clock, looking at the quarterback for checks, um, understanding who you're blocking, and then trying to figure out, okay, what the tendencies are when they move to a certain uh, when they move a certain way, like what this guy tends to do. And then you'll have your own checklist for the individual guy in front of you. So not only do I have a checklist for their defense and my offense, I have a checklist for the corner that I'm going against. Okay. I know this specific 
corner on this team likes to do this and he doesn't like this. And I can do this to this guy in this leverage or this or that. So it's, man, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so fascinating. Yeah. I, I, just, I was going to say, too, and then there's like the game with the mental game within the game where they know that you know their tendencies. Oh, yeah. so they'll even switch it up. You kind of got to do the same thing. So it's just, you know, it's crazy. But also, you know, any given play, I, not just with Aaron, I mean, he's one of the best ever at it, but pretty much any NFL quarterback, they don't get to that level without being able to, you know, check to their third or fourth option, like you said. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's got to be pretty invigorating when you know you're out on the field and even if you're the fourth option on a particular play, depending on what the defense gives you, you might be the, you know, the go-to read. You got to be ready to go, right? There is no plays off. And that's something that, uh, Coach LaFleur says all the time. He's like, man, don't ever think you can't get the ball because nobody knows. Like, he's the, like, we can have a play design for a specific person for a specific time and it probably will go to him. So it's like always being ready. And that also pushes, you know, everybody around. Um, that's something that I've heard from vets say that, you know, when Aaron's in the huddle, man, it'll, it'll put different type of pressure on you. Cause you just don't know what's going to happen. So you always have to be in your A game, you know, every time you step on the field with them. So yeah. And when the, the plays break down, um, as a wide receiver, you know, we usually from the TV angle, you know, you're getting kind of that quarterback view. You're not getting the downfield view typically. What, yeah. what do you try to do? And I know you're know, going to get specific coaching and it may depend on the play, but what are some things that you're trying to do to, you know, make yourself available to be ready to make a play um, when your quarterback starts to break out of the pocket? Um, really, man, it's that's really built on just the connection that you have with your quarterback. Um, and that's something that, you know, in college, somebody like Trace, who's not, you know, the biggest quarterback there is, um, there was times where we would literally talk and I'm like, bro, did you throw the ball? Because I didn't see you. And I don't know how you saw me. And he's literally like, I just knew where you were at. Like, I knew from previous practices and when we ran routes together, I just knew you were going to be there. And so that's just one of those things where, you know, you're just relying on, you know, your habits and and your trust um, and just the feel of the game. That's when it becomes fun when there's less thinking and it's just the feel. You just know, like, when I turn my head, the ball's going to be there. Like, I don't have to worry about it. So last question I have for you, um, uh, completely unrelated to football, because uh, I think we could talk all night. You're a busy guy. Um, music. Are you a music guy? Are you a movie guy? What do you listen to before the games? What gets you high? <laughs> um, big, 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 big music guy. Um, I love movies, but if there's one thing I can't do without, it's my music, man. I don't. It's just I don't know something about it, man. It just gets you in a different mode. Um, but yeah, man, it's I have a playlist. Um. It's kind of all over the place, man. It's it's just I don't know how to describe it. You know, there's a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of everything on there. Um, but really, it's it's just a, a way for me to. It's those songs that when you hear, you kind of just black out, 
and you only hear the song, like when you're in your car and you hear this song for the last three minutes, you're like, I don't remember what happened to traffic. Um, it's kind of like those songs to me, you know, everybody has those certain songs or like, this is my jam. So I, I got a, I got a playlist of those that when I just put that music in, man, it's, it's like nobody's ever around me. Um, you know, I'm just in my own little mode. Um, and my brain just shuts off. Like I'm not stressed. I'm not thinking about anything. It's just my time to kind of like step out of that role of being a football player and just getting back to, you know, being a kid where you didn't have to wake up and, and be stressed about so much. Yeah, DeAndre, it's been awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, for you pack fans out there that want to go check out DeAndre at camp, number six, um, or you go check out the highlight tapes, um, lots of good film out there. Um, so, DeAndre, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck in camp. We'll be up there. We'll give you a shout-out. Before you go, can you give us a Go Pack Go? Oh, yeah. Go Pass Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Thanks, DeAndre. Thank you, DeAndre. Have a good night. Yep, you too. There ain't no second place in Lambo.